welcome to another episode of To Speak Geek on this beautiful Monday we're having. Um, yo, yo, hey, yo. Real quick, did we get any rain yesterday? Because I thought we were supposed to get rain here in the Bay Area. Yeah, dude, we got drenched out here over at the house. It rained for like an hour. It's pretty nice. Oh, damn. I, I, I don't know what I was doing. I didn't notice it at all. You were probably so, passed Anyways. Out. It was a nice rain. It rained. I most likely was. <laughs> Lucky. All right. Well, that's good. Well, excuse me. California certainly needs it. So um, anyways, <laughs> want to welcome everyone to, a, like I said, a beautiful Monday. We are off of work, so there's nothing uh, nothing keeping me from being in a good mood. How are you doing today, Josh? No, I've had ups and downs, but uh, after working out and having today, man, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm looking forward to recording and talking about some of this cool uh, yeah. shit that we got going on, man. So you, you told me just now before we jumped on mm-hmm. to record that you hurt yourself doing a kettlebell workout. Are you doing okay? Dude, I did. I don't know. Like it happened like a week ago, and it's like my right side. I feel like a like my sternum or like my ribs are just bruised on the right side. I think it's just from you know doing kettlebell swings. It's just it's just the right side that's super sore, and it feels really tight trying to stretch. So ugh, I'm just I bet old. you pulled a rib. I I've done that did, like a hundred times. Like I went, yeah, it I, hurts. I, mean, <laughs> I used to hit the gym and deadlift and fucking you know a ton of weight bench press. Now I'm swinging a 35 pound kettlebell in my garage and I'm like, oh, I pulled a rib, man down. It's it's man. It's crazy. I know I'm watching these people like uh, like working out and lifting heavy weights and I used to be able to do that and now I'm like, man, if I tried to lift something that's too heavy, I'll probably give myself an aneurysm. <laughs> Dude, like no joke for real, man. I told myself when all this shit happened with COVID and stuff, I like I'm gonna get in shape, man. I got myself a Peloton bike. Shout out to Peloton. I'd love to get you guys to sponsor us. It'll never happen though. Alex Chassant, you're fucking <laughs> awesome. Anyways, though, I don't think I'm gonna get in shape, start doing kettlebells and stuff. And Dude, loved it. Then I just kind of quit for a little bit. And then I started watching wrestling. And I'm like, dude, all these people are in shape, but I'm just sitting here eating Taco Bell at 11 o'clock at night. It's time to make changes. And like, <laughs> I feel really good. You know, I've been working out and stuff, and I feel a little bit better, and it's good for the mental health. So, dude, it, it, yeah, it's great, man. Totally. It's been cool. So, I'm hoping the pain goes away. It um, It's a good pain because it reminds you that, like, hey, I earned it because I was working out, and that's cool. It will. It will. <laughs> It'll go away. Uh, it might take a little bit longer now because you and I are no longer spring chickens, but it'll go away. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, we're not, dude. We are not I'm getting old as shit, dude. I sneezed the other day and I think I like blew my knee out, which is weird to blow your. And I was sitting down, like that's the crazy part. Like I sneezed and then my knee hurt. No joke. About a month ago, I was brushing my teeth at night and I pulled the neck muscle. I'm not even kidding. Dude, that's terrible. That's how you know you're I, I, old, yeah, man. I literally was brushing my teeth and I went, "Oh, my neck!" And I went, "Are you kidding me? Brushing your teeth?" Like, I feel like I'm at the age now where I, I buy shoes purely on the fact that I can slide them on without having to tie them because bending over to tie my shoes gets me out of breath. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I'm ready to admit this much defeat this early in the morning. So if my, <laughs> that's the age that I'm at right now. Yeah. So for our listeners, uh, I'm kind of, I'm the same way. I don't know if we're just getting older or if we're just out of shape as fuck or what, but it, this is who we are. And I own up to it. <laughs> way, way to make the first fucking three minutes of this podcast depressing. Let's 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 let's, let's get some exciting stuff going on. Well, let's move on. So uh, I read this article the other day. I didn't even know this was a thing that was happening, but um, it's exciting, um, especially if this could come to PS5 as well, because there's nothing saying that this is an Xbox exclusive feature. So it could very well come to the consoles or uh, come to the PS5 as well, but. A bunch of dev kits, Xbox dev kits, are getting AMD's Fidelity FX feature. Now, I'm not familiar with that, so I had to do a little bit of homework on it. Uh, have you heard of it prior to this? No, I have not. Yeah, this is a completely new thing to me, but from what I gathered, the easiest way of describing this is it's AI software that is able to enhance graphics. So it'll be able to do things 
like variable shading, image sharpening, uh, ambient occlusion, uh, SSR reflections, uh, blah, 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 reflections, and a bunch of other stuff, not on the hardware level. So these are features, uh, graphical enhancements and stuff that don't actually have to be, you know, for lack of a better phrase, on the disc, so to speak. So it'll this- be able to be... It'll be it'll be done on on like you know basically on the server side, kind of like what um they, they kind of hinted at this. Remember back when they first announced what was it Project Scarlet or whatever, right? And, like and, two and or this, three years ago, they were like we might be able to do these things on the cloud level now instead of having to you know develop a game with all these things baked in. Well, do absolutely, and I think this is what's going to need to be done because unlike. PlayStation, Xbox has the Series X and they have the Series S, which is like a lower level system. It still works great, but it's lower level. So I think that this right here is going to bridge the gap for developers who make games for the Series S and for the X and for the PS5. You're absolutely right. I, I think this is most exciting for Series S owners. Absolutely. Because because now you don't have to have a native machine that has to be able to handle these types of enhancements. You can you know, it's kind of like NVIDIA and uh, GeForce Now. Remember I was talking about that yep. like, <clears throat> I don't know, like 10 episodes ago? Yep. You, you can have an absolute dog shit laptop, but since you're playing everything off of NVIDIA servers, you can play something with ray tracing, you know, 4K, whatever, just as long as you have a decent internet connection. So I'm kind of hoping this is the same type of the same type of thing, because you're right. Uh, the, the Series S, you know, it, it, it's still a pretty beefy system all things considered yeah, but you know not ps5 and not series x power well, so i think and now that, if they can bridge that gap a little bit that'd be great well i think that with this too this is what we're gonna see um which is gonna lead us into our next topic anyways but i think this is what they're looking at with x cloud and with with what they're pushing forward yeah. for their gaming systems because this is something that i had uh, text you about the other day and i was like hey um is it my is it my iPad that's making it all choppy and stuff like that or is it the server or whatever it is and stuff like that and you're like no no and you kind of explained it to me so I think that something like this will make it where if you're playing your you know your Xbox uh your X Cloud it's going to be able to stream those games better for you on whatever you're playing it and I think again that's where yeah. we're going to see a bigger, I hope yeah that's what I'm hoping for but that's kind of what it seems like they're doing it and looking at the article where they say that there's no there's no plans or nothing that looks like it's going towards PlayStation 5 right now. And I think because PS5 doesn't Which really... Which is weird because PS5 uses an AMD chip. So right. I but don't also though, wouldn't. But remember, the PS5, they only have the PS5. They don't have a lower version PS5. So for them, it's kind of the same across the board, I would assume. Because they don't really That's have... That's true. And, yeah. and, and they don't have an xCloud and stuff like that like Microsoft is trying to do. PlayStation, I don't think yeah. is there yet. So I think this is Xbox just trying to get ready for the next five or ten years and PlayStation being like, let's just focus on these first six months. Yeah, it's that, that's true. I mean, the, this news may very well amount to nothing. <laughs> you know, it could very well not. It, it sounds cool. It, it could be something we don't even see this generation. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But I'm glad you brought up um, xCloud because you and I both got the uh, iOS beta invite. Yeah, damn right. I think the xCloud I think the xCloud has or xCloud has been in beta for a while now, right? It's yes. just iOS that recently. Yeah. Okay, so I, I tried on three devices. I tried on my MacBook, on my iPad Pro, and on my iPhone 12 Max Pro. And I had three vastly different experiences with each of them, which is kind of kind of interesting because all three are pretty powerful devices and yes. I'm dealing with, you know, the same internet here. So <clears throat> 
on my MacBook, everything was pretty silky smooth. I was pretty surprised at how everything went. I tried Forza, I tried Halo, and you know, tried to yeah. whatever games were available. On my iPad Pro, it was dog shit. It was choppy as hell. Yes. I, I couldn't I couldn't do a damn thing. Even even on the dashboard, just you know, going between different different groups, it Terrible. was super laggy. Yeah. So uh, which uh iPad Pro do you have? Do you have the twenty twenty? I don't have an iPad Pro, I just have an iPad. Oh, okay, okay. So I was curious because I have a pretty new iPad Pro and it's got the Wi Fi six, you know, adapter in it and everything. It's supposed to be able to, you know, at the very least handle what my MacBook from three years ago could do. Well like But it you know, yeah. apparently it can't. And then my iPhone uh was kind of halfway between the two. If I had to choose, I certainly wouldn't play on it, but if it was like my only choice yeah. Then sure, you know it's doable. But you know, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play fucking Mortal Kombat on it or anything like that, or anything that needs you know very specific um, input button presses. So, so yeah, it, it was. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, that was kind of the reason why I stopped subscribing to GeForce Now is because the uh, while conceptually it's a very cool you know thing to have, it just it never was as good as playing locally. No, and I don't think you're going to have anything that is as good as playing locally. And, and I think a big problem that, that you're going to see with this is that on your iPad and on your iPhone, the Safari yeah. browser isn't very good. I, I don't use it. I don't really I don't like Safari browser personally. So I think that's where you're going to have issues as opposed to using a MacBook. You know, you know I feel like it's just kind of different when you use Google on but a they've, phone. Or they've is, enhanced it quite a bit. It's actually a pretty beefy browser, but I'm like you. I use Edge. I don't I don't I don't ever use, you know, yeah. Safari if I don't have to. But from what I understand, it should be able to work just fine. But again, this is a beta. Yeah. I'm not so mad about it. I can maybe see it. this is the type of thing. Like I, I like I like I told you. I'm like this is because you know I'm gonna have to start traveling again for work and stuff. So for me, this is like a yeah, game changer yeah. because I can take my iPad with me and play my games if I'm stuck at a fucking airport or wherever I am, and that's cool. And like I enjoy that. I think that's great because that's what yeah. the Switch is doing right now. And I think that's why the Nintendo Switch sells so well is because it's such a portable system that you can just take it and go. So it's gonna be sick once they kind of get yeah. this stuff leveled out. Where they can play it right, because I have seen people all over Twitter, um, like, you know, reviewers and developers and stuff who are playing this on Android devices and they're fucking loving it. Like, I mean, they have they got the controller setups because, you know, Xbox sent them out the new Samsungs with the controller kits from the test it and stuff. And from what I'm seeing from that is that it works. So I don't know if it's just Microsoft, the compatibility, and they're still trying to figure out all the kinks with Safari and Apple because this it's got to be. It's got to be right. just early day growing pains. Well, because I know that Apple made this a fucking issue because they want to be able to regulate what games that are on there. They're saying they because they're Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Because and they can't regulate the games on Game Pass, which on one hand, dude, come on, man. Like it's our Game Pass stuff. It's my phone. If I want to fucking risk it, let me risk it. But on the other hand, I yeah. understand where Apple's coming from, because, I mean, Apple's very picky with what they do. And there's a reason they keep their devices working. They keep rid of viruses. They do all of this kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah. it's like. What do you do? I mean, if you want all that extra shit on your phone, you go to an Android, you jailbreak it, you open it, you do all that kind of shit with it, and you risk it. Yep. That's not what the iPhone's for. And, and we've mean, both been there. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, yeah. I'm new to the Apple family. I'm only like two years in, so. Same here. Uh, my my first Apple product, period, was, uh, well, recently anyways, was in 2018, so I'm about, yeah, two, three years in. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I like it, man. Okay. I mean, I think that it's it's going to be dope once they get the shit figured out. But until then, it's just yeah, kind of something yeah. that's going to be on my phone that I'm going to look at, you know, occasionally. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And you know, I, I have a I have a controller. I have a Steel Steel Series Nimbus, but that right there brings up the whole issue of why would I carry around my phone and a full size controller? I mean, we need something like the backbone or something mm-hmm. where you can attach your phone to it, you know, and it just kind of snaps shut and slides away and all that. But before I forget, I wanted to ask you: Have you tried uh, other cloud gaming services like Luna or Stadia? Uh, negative Ghost Rider. Okay, yeah, no, same here. I, I, the very last. You know, not counting GeForce now because that's kind of a different beast entirely. But the very last cloud gaming service I tried was uh, you remember on live? Yeah, vaguely. Way back in the day, they they you had to buy like a little. It was like a streaming box almost, then connect it to your internet, start your on live account. They they were it was basically Stadia before Stadia. That was yeah. the last thing I tried, and the FPS was so bad because that was what like 2011 or something. So you know. It just it wasn't playable, and it just kind of turned me off to streaming consoles uh, entirely. But yeah, well, this is the crazy yeah, I don't shit know. because I, like I feel like this is where they're going to go. They're going to go with more portable. They're going to go with more people on the ground. They want people to be able to pick up and just take up where their gaming is because you have stuff like Apple Arcade yeah. in, the, in the Apple market. You have games like Roblox or Among Us, or you have games. Um, oh my god, I can't. There's a few other ones. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? But you have all these games yeah, yeah. That, that you can play on your phone or on your Xbox or on your fucking tablet or wherever the hell you want to. So I think that we're going to start to see more of this and it, it, it becomes whether or not people are willing to spend money on a dedicated device. And we've already seen with the PSP, yeah. the Nintendo 3DS, 3DXL, DSXLI, all that kind of stuff and Game Boy that people will for a while, but then now the attention span of everybody is so short that they're really quick with, oh, let me just play Candy Crush for six hours while I'm sitting here taking a shit away. Yeah. And that's what it becomes. So... The, if you're playing on your iPhone and you're going to have to understand that you're not going to get this flawless you know, way to do it because they've already given us that and everybody shit up and poo-pooed all over it. So it's like, what's the point? And then I'm just I'm worried that it's going to become, oh, look, now we're going to have these dedicated devices. And then um, uh, where it's like Xbox is like, oh, look, here's our version of the switch. And here's and, as opposed to focusing on yeah. what fucking works and. Microsoft has so much money and such a reach that they can do this right now because it makes sense for them, too, because they do a lot of cloud-based stuff. Just look at, like, everything that they do with their Microsoft Teams, all their cloud-based services that they've been using forever. It makes sense for them. So I'm just hoping that... Shit, look at our work. I mean, almost all our systems are off their Azure servers. So, I mean, that's the same thing they're running xCloud off of. Right. And and it can work, and I'm hoping that it does. Um so I, it's cool and I like it, but again, I'm just kind of worried about where this is going to go and what the focus of it is. Is it going to be something that's like okay, yeah. it's cool and it's going to drop off? Because if it really is an app that you can download on your phone and I can play all of my Xbox stuff that I'm already paying for and I could put a controller on it, then fuck yes, sign me up. Oh yeah, yeah. But it doesn't totally. seem to be like that with Apple, and that's what's frustrating because it, it reminds me of when you were able to remote play from your PS4 onto your PS Vita. I yes. don't know if you've ever tried that yes. or not. Um, conceptually, it was really cool. And theoretically, you could play pretty much anything with the exception of, you know, maybe a few first person shooters just because yeah. the Vita didn't have the clickable uh, uh, analog sticks. But, you know, it, 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 
two minutes in and you realize it's limitations, you know, you walk more than five feet away from your PS4 and all of a sudden your connection drops. Right. So but but look, at, they but, definitely need to work out shit like that. But look at look at the screens that you can get right now with an iPhone. Like your iPhone 12 Max Pro has 4K HDR, 120 hertz, Dolby Vision sound, all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. On a fucking iPhone. So imagine if PlayStation took that that technology and put something like an iPhone that's a small adaptable thing that you can pay an additional data charge to your phone services to have access to every single PlayStation Plus game or every single Xbox game, and it's exclusive to to iPhone or Android, whatever the fuck it is. But like something like that, I think, is what we need. And I think that's going to be fucking dope. But I just don't know how we're going to get there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, as of right now, it's, you know... Uh, if if I'm in the office one day and I take my lunch break, yeah, maybe I'll jump on xCloud, but I just don't see a use for it right now, you know, especially with what the way things are still kind of are. Oh, I'm all with you. Yeah, but I, I can see yeah. it. I can see the future of it and I'm excited for it. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, we didn't have a whole ton of gaming news on this episode, but before we move on to entertainment news, I wanted to ask you, you started playing Outriders, right? Yes. What do you think of it? Outriders is fun. It really is. I um, I've only done a little bit of it. Visually, it's freaking awesome. The story seems really cool. I like the character. You can kind of design your character and stuff. I, I like it, man. It's, yeah. it's a big mix of a... It feels to me like a huge mix of a lot of different games, like Halo totally. and Gears and Mass Effect. It's just a bunch of different stuff all in there, and yeah. I like it. I do. I haven't had dedicated more than maybe half an hour to it, but I like what I'm getting so far. Yeah, well, one of these days we should jump on. That's the one thing I haven't tried yet. I haven't played co-op with anyone, so, you know, we'll see. Let's fucking do but, it. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Let's and fucking do it. Before I had to send my fucking, before I had to send my fucking Elite in for repairs, um, we were just talking about it last week, how excited I was to have an Elite 2, and all of a sudden it started fucking <laughs> up. So I, I had mapped the paddles to uh, the dodge and reload, and oh, it was so nice. And Dude, all I want the, is my Elite The Elite back, 2 is so fucking no. dope. Like, straight up, the Elite 2 is fucking dope. I love it. Once you get yours and it's working... You're going to fucking love it, man. It is so, 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 so cool. Like, I set up all my, it's like one of my bumpers is um, for when I'm driving. So I got one of my bumpers on the right, on like my right trigger is gas and my right bumper is um, fucking my brake. So it's easier to drift and stuff like that when you're driving around and you reload. Mm. Everything is just so nice. Um, so it sucks that yours is broken, but it's really nice. And once you get it, you're going to like it. And I really like mine. That's all I got. Sorry. I, I loved it for the three days it worked. <laughs> I can tell you that. I can tell you that for a fact. So, like, but yeah, no, it, like it was. It, it just got really bad. It's all right, man. Yeah, for <laughs> the past three years, yeah. Uh, no, dude, but, um, dope, but I texted you last night because I started playing um, <clears throat> Tetris Effect Connected. Dude, that is dude, so, so much great. fucking fun. I just sat there and I was like, I'm going to try this out for a few minutes. And then... <clears throat> Excuse me. Thirty-five minutes later, I'm just like, "Oh my god, I'm still here!" And there's jellyfish, and there's really cool music. And yeah, and I brought I fire. brought up the VR version. Imagine being immersed inside all those environments, like all around you. Dude, that that shit is insane. That is a great, just like burn yeah. off steam at the end of the day kind of game. So that shit's cool. It really man. is. It re- I, and that's exactly what I use it for. I know. I know we don't have a lot of gaming news, but I want to go back to this. this. This right here, like this Tetris Connect, is to me the reason Microsoft is going to continue to win video game wars and xbox will because of game pass because i would have never ever ever spent any fucking money on tetris effect but there it is and it's fun and i love it and it's worth the money and um mlb2 uh mlb the show 21 is on 
Game Pass. And it was so fucking wild to turn it on and see the PlayStation logo and the Sony videos. And it and it blew my mind. And it was so cool to play for me for about 15 minutes. And I was like, all right, man, I'm going to go back and do something else. It looks great. It plays great. But it's not a game. It's not my game. But on Game Pass, I'll keep playing it. So I think that yeah, that's absolutely. great because... Like I said, the last game I played was like MLB Bigs 2 or some shit, like on PSP. It was yeah. the last time I played a baseball game. And they're fun, <laughs> and it was cool. Uh, but that's where Game Pass, to me, is fucking awesome. Because these are games that I would never think that I'm going to go out and spend money on our play. And it's great. Right. Because we were just exactly. talking, and, and Returnal's coming out next this week. And then the week after is Resident Evil. Yeah. And you were like, oh, man, I yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely not getting Returnal because I, I fucking hate roguelikes and <laughs> I don't care. You know, one day Returnal is either going to be on PS Plus or it's going to price drop significantly. Yep. I'll buy it when it's like 20 bucks. But not only is it a full price game and it's a roguelike, which already turns me off. Not only that, but it's a freaking 70 dollar game. Yep. For I just it's the same reason why I can't, you know, with with the exception of maybe one or two games, I can't devote a hundred hours into a game. Which is, I just, I just don't have the fucking time. So, no. which means I can't, I can't do a Souls game anymore because the concept of having to die repeatedly just to know what to do next is a huge turnoff to me yep. at the age of forty. Absolutely, and and you make a, and it's seventy dollars. That's an investment, and I think, I think that. Cyberpunk is going to be a huge um, reason that more people are going to be hesitant to spend money. And I know yeah. that Returnal is going to be the first next-gen uh, exclusive, but that's $70. Yeah, they, you know, they deserve to charge 70 bucks for it. It's just the work they put into the visuals. I get it. You know, charge the 70 bucks. I just can't do it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And there's no problem with the price for it. It's just yeah. $70. That's Almost that's four fucking four and a half, five months, basically, of Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And that's crazy yeah. to think about, especially when you have Ratchet and Clank coming out, when you have Resident Evil coming out. It's like, where's my money yeah. going to go at this point? So I'm just hoping, well, you know, my money went to Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I haven't I don't pre-order games anymore. So I'm waiting for Resident Evil. I am excited. I haven't played the demo. You said that shit's great. I haven't played it yet. I guess they're extending the demo. I heard. No, it, it's a second demo. It's oh, a castle second. level now. Cool. Well, I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm not even gonna play them. I'm just gonna wait for the game because I love horror movies. I'm a horror guy, so it's gonna be great. Yeah, and you know, it's funny that you brought up the pre-order thing. I pre-ordered it like a week ago, and then like a day later, I was like, "Why did I do that? Mm. It's not like they're gonna fucking run out, right?" I mean, there's there's absolutely, and it's Capcom. It's not like I'm doing it to show them support, you know, because there's some indie studio that. You know, you pre-order to support them or something like that to show them that you know this is in demand. No, it's fucking Capcom. Right, and this this is where this it's is the where iteration of Resident Evil. Right. This is this is shit that pisses me off. There is absolutely, positively no reason to put out. Oh my god, go pre-order this fucking game. It's not going to sell out. Number one, number two, the giveaways that they give you for quote unquote pre-ordering shit most of the time is garbage. Like. Cool. I it is, it, especially for this game. Right. <laughs> so, like, I just don't see a fucking purpose with that. Although, other aspects of this, like The Last of Us Part 2, I pre-ordered that, um, got the Ellie statue. I did the same thing with Doom Eternal, where I yeah. got my fucking Doom Slayer helmet. And I pre-ordered that because you get these cool collector and these cool things with it. But Yeah, the, uh, that you can't get anywhere else, yeah. Right, and I feel that, <clears throat> and this is my problem with... Uh, the Series S and the PlayStation 5 discless version is once you start doing that, 
you start eradicating these cool collector features that you're going to have. And the reason that I like to get a lot of these things, because this Ellie statue is fucking amazing because I have a connection with The Last of Us and I have a connection with The Last of Us too because The Last of Us was mm. one of the first games that just fucking made me cry. I was like, holy shit, I was not prepared for this. And and so yeah, like, yeah. and to see the statue is just fucking mind-blowing. And you've seen all the knickknacks and shit that I collect. I mean, right now yeah, on my desk, yeah. to the right of me, I have a commemorative CM Punk doll. In front of me, I have a Severus Snape Slytherin wand. I have a Golden Snitch flying and an Ace Ventura and an It action figure, both right in front of me, because I like to collect this stuff. And when everything starts yeah, going same digital, here, yep. yep. And when things start going digital, we're not going to have that. And that's what bothers me. And I just don't like that. And then when everything is digital, you don't own it. Like, you just don't. And it's very frustrating to think that, I don't know. Yeah. I can be on a soapbox <laughs> on this shit fucking all day. But anyways, I just like the collector stuff. And uh, before we, before we move on, before we move on to entertainment news, this timed demo shit that Capcom did with Resident Evil 8 needs to never happen again. Yeah. I understand if you're going to release a full game or DLC, yeah. I don't like it, but I get it. You know, you, you time the release of these things on your console or whatever. But this whole you only have a day to play it or download it for a fucking demo is ridiculous. It is. It's creating false hype. It's a game that's big enough to have its own hype. You don't need to create false hype for it. Right. It, it just makes it, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. It does. Bro, the, um. Side note, I have to tell you, Horizon Zero Dawn is so fucking phenomenal. It is That's so right. Much this fun. is your first time playing it, huh? My first time playing it. I fucking love it. The story's great. The it's visuals so are fantastic. It's yeah. like a five-year-old game, and it's fucking amazing, dude. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and I like. It was my favorite game that year. Right. I like that PlayStation is doing this because if you go out and buy a PlayStation Five. Today, you don't have to buy a game because you can have Horizon Zero Dawn. All you have to do is plug in your PlayStation and fucking download it. It's yours to keep. And I hope, I hope PlayStation keeps doing this for the foreseeable future. Because it gives people a chance to look back on these games with the DLC content and want to play them and get them enthralled in these older classics. Like, I I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for Horizon just because I don't know enough about it. But now that I have it, holy shit. I can't believe I slept on that. The same thing I did with Control. I can't believe I slept on that game. And just great game. So, dude, I just had to say fucking awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. A must download, a must 100% watch. agree. Yep. All right, let's move on to some movie news. Now, a couple of, a couple of episodes ago, movie actually more news. than a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about, oh, how Michael Keaton is, uh, you know, rumored to come back in The Flash. And then it looks like it was for sure going to happen. And then we kind of heard nothing about it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, it is... Pretty much 100% confirmed now that he is coming back as Batman. Yep. Not 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 some bootsy version of Bruce Wayne just shows up for five seconds. He's coming back as Bat-fucking-man. Yep. That sounded very wrong. He's, yeah. I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Wait, time out. I'm sorry. Oh, did you? <laughs> Bat-fucking-man. I love that so much. That is, that needs to be. That needs, you know what? We have to talk off air and make that a comic book because that's something that's going to pick up, man. There, there is a market <laughs> for that. Oh man. Oh, but, but you, you know what I mean, dude. If we just put but the man, in that's a, fucking we, awesome because we, you if, and I are in agreement dude, with if, this. Honestly, I mean, if we Michael just Keaton made, is our Batman, absolutely. Michael Keaton is our Batman. Um, I mean, again, I've broken down how I look at you know. Uh, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton and I've broken down how I feel about them but to me <coughs> Michael Keaton is Batman. Yep. 
That's just how I feel. So the more the more I'm hearing about this, and the more I'm hearing about these these kind of plot teases on what the Flash movie is going to be, the more I'm convinced it's going to be you know lightly based on Flashpoint because you're going to have Supergirl in it and everything like that. Um, I think it's going to be lightly based on Flashpoint, and when he travels to whatever this alternate Earth is, instead of Thomas Wayne as Batman, it's going to be Michael Keaton's Batman as the older, you know, more grizzled father figure type character that Thomas Wayne played in Flashpoint. <clears throat> Maybe. Now, I have an issue with all of this, hmm. and this is where this is where I like to um, to to talk to you about this stuff. So, <clears throat> so we have this movie coming out, Flashpoint. <clears throat> all of these actors, characters, different Batmans, different villains, Spider-Man coming in with fucking a million and a half villains spanning decades long. We, we are so excited for this. Yep, these are the same people who were pissed off that there were too many villains in Spider-Man 3. There were too many villains sure. in this, and there were too many villains in that. Because the third movie always ends up trying to amp it up and amp it up and amp it up, and there's too many villains. And the same thing with fucking... Um, was it what was Batman Forever with Jim Carrey and Two Face, and then all of a sudden you get Poison Ivy, and it became the two major villains, and all this other kind of stuff. And movies became so big and stupid that nobody cared anymore. And I'm very, very, very worried that we're gonna run into this again because we're doing these massive, ambitious products, um, which which I'm for, I, I'm all for, but you're building up hopes and expectations and and I'm worried that they're not going to perform not because it's anything wrong but just because you're trying to put so much out there that you're going to lose so much I feel and I think that that's it's 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 a perfect example of you take Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows book 7 but you cut it into two movies or you take the Hobbit the smallest fucking book out of the, all the fucking books and you cut it into three movies and you still manage to leave out shit and I think that yeah. I'm worried that that's what we're going to have with this. And that's what we're going to have with the Spider-Man movies because there's only so much story you can tell and keep someone's interest. You know, there are people like, oh, we can do a, a six-hour this or a five-hour this. Justice League was the perfect length and it kept my interest because I, it was something that I needed to see and I wanted to see. This stuff is starting to freak me out. <coughs> Excuse me. That that where it's going to get too big and too ambitious and it's just not going to be what we want. And, I, and I'm worried. I'm excited to get Michael fucking Keaton back as Batman after all this time. But I'm also worried oh, that we yes. have Michael Keaton coming back as Batman in a movie in 2022 that's also going to have Ben Affleck. And it's also going to have fucking uh, you know, Christian Bale. It's going to have all these fucking people. And then on top of that, we have another Batman movie coming out that has a completely different Batman actor and everything else inside of it. And then we're going to have fucking um, uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange 2 and all this shit's going to happen. And it's like, that's a fucking lot, man. That's a lot. Where do you go from there? Like, it is a lot, but I, I think I think the biggest difference between um, let's forget about Robert Pattinson's Batman for the time being, but uh, we'll just take uh, Flash and Spider-Verse or whatever Spider-Man 3 is going to be. I think the biggest difference between those two movies and something like Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3, Batman Forever, so on and so forth. I think the biggest difference is, <clears throat> excuse me, is you're dealing with a storyline where this could make sense in these two new movies. 
where it could make sense within the confines of this storyline because you're playing with the multiverse in both these movies that you could have these multiple characters. Whereas if you take The Amazing Spider-Man 2, for instance, they just shoehorned a bunch of villains in for no good reason just to have them on screen. Right. Well, that's where, you know, but that's where I'm curious that that that's what they're doing here. And I think that that's where I I understand what you're saying with this because of the storyline. But my my worry is, is that it's such an ambitious storyline. And yeah, such it could still be too much. Right. That like, yes, of course, this is something that you want to read. Just like fucking like. Uh, what's a good example? Like, 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 like the movie It and the book It. It's, it's just, it's this long epic, and you either like one or the other. Some people love the book and hate the show, and blah 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 blah. That's what I'm worried this is going to become, where it's like, oh my god, this movie was awesome, and then you get the people who are like, no, it wasn't. It fucking sucked. It's nothing like the comics. It's nothing like the storyline. Yeah. They just put Flashpoint on a movie and tried to get a bunch of people back into the theater for the first time and pack them out in two years and make all this money and, you know, oh yeah, we all got fan service, but. I'm just really fucking tired of fan service because fan service is what gave us fucking, you know, the the shitty Star Wars movies and what's given us fucking shitty superhero movies and what's given us crap music and TV shows. Like, tell us, again, this is my problem with no originality. Give me something that's great. I want to see this, but I don't fucking tell the same story. Just like with the Uncharted movie. I've already fucking seen it. I don't care to see it again. And I think that's why... Fucking Watchmen worked when you had the Watchmen movie and then you had the Watchmen TV show. There's a reason that TV show was so fucking good because it was told right. Yeah, and completely original, set in that universe, but didn't follow any type of existing story in absolutely. another media. And that, and that's where, you know, you're seeing this and you're, I'm starting to get worried that we're just going to keep doing this stuff and keep doing this stuff. So we're going to keep winking at things and we're going to keep nodding at things and keep having these inside jokes for these fans just because we want to make these people happy as opposed to being like, nah, man. That's- that's just the state of big Hollywood right now. I think, I think for the next decade or so, this is just it's like, I'm, what we're going to expect. I mean, here we go. I'm just hoping that when Michael Keaton comes back, that we get Michael <laughs> Keaton as Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels for the retirement match, not Shawn Michaels and triple H versus Kane and Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. And I'm worried that that's what we're going to get. <laughs> we're going to get the Saudi Arabia. Well, no, match, there's an example. <laughs> right. And we're not going to get fucking Ric Flair at his prime. That's what I'm worried oh, about. Man. And that's what, that's what I think that yeah. they're doing. And it, and it scares me. It, it scares me um, because we have originality. And that's going to lead us into our next topic here, but like with the Shang-Chi trailer, for instance, and what I saw there and the story that they're telling. It's one of the same stories. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's one of the stories that we've all seen a bunch of times and we know this story because it's been told so many times. But uh, this story and this uh, these actors and the way they're doing it, I'm, I'm enthralled. And it seems like they're re- – I mean, again, every single story has a beginning, middle, and end. Everybody has a redemption story. Everybody has to overcome something to get to their final game and earn their right. And everybody yeah. has to has an origin story. So I get it. So it all has to be told the same. But – this looks like an original story that they're that they're kind of not original, but a story that hasn't been told in mainstream yet. That that's that that they're taking a chance yeah. with. If that yeah. makes sense, it does. And th- there's a couple of points I want to make on the Shang Chi trailer. Number one, my first thought when watching the trailer, you would think. Being of someone of Chinese descent, you would think my first thought would be, this is so cool. I'm so glad to see myself represented on the screen. My kids can see a superhero that looks like them. One would, you know, rightfully think that that would be my first thought. But my first thought seeing this trailer was, poor Iron Fist. <laughs> they only gave Finn Jones like three weeks to learn Kung Fu, and then they fucking put it on film. And he got the shit end of the stick for it. And mm-hmm. 
poor Iron Fist. <laughs> That's all I could think of because this right here looks really fucking awesome. Dude, it does. And this 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 is something that I talked about uh, prior to point before. Giving people what they want and telling a real story, not just pushing shit out there to get views. Netflix was great with Daredevil, yeah. then Jessica Jones, and then they just kind of trailed off and became worse and worse and worse because they were like, oh, we have Marvel backing. So I think that with you know, the Shang-Chi and the trailer that we saw, man, it was just it was really good. It was really cool. I'm not going to lie. Showing my kids the trailer and they were like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I was a kid growing up and running around with the cape on my back and trying to climb on walls and stuff like that. But it was, you know, and this is and I hate to pull this, pull this or play this card. But unless you're not white, you don't know how this feels. But in the back of my head, whenever I pretended to be Batman or Spider-Man or whatever, I was always very aware, even as a very young child. That hey, I'm just pretending I don't look like these fucking guys. Yeah, and that's they don't look like me. I don't look like them. I'm very clearly of a different race, a different whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just very cool that you know both of this and Mortal Kombat actually having Asian actors. You know, it, it's just it's cool to see because my kids, while they're half and half, you know, yeah. they're half Caucasian, half Asian. They if if you were to just pick them out of the crowd, no one's gonna say, "Oh, are you half white?" No, they fucking look Asian. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what they're going to be associated with until the rest the day they die. They're going to be associated as Asian first because that's just what they look like. I'm very, very, very thankful that we're in a time which is ironic because it's racist as fuck right now. But (laughs) I'm thankful we're in a day and age where we're about to see from a major motion picture studio like Marvel, you know, a major Asian superhero. Mm hmm. And Who's not even a superhero? Shang-Chi doesn't have powers, dude. No, he just <laughs> fucking has karate. Like, I mean, really. Yeah, he, he's fucking Bruce Lee. I think that so. just hearing what you're saying right now is the reason a movie like Shang-Chi is so important. And a reason like representation, whether it's in movies or TV shows or anything, fucking matter. Whether whether it's that's why Black Panther was so important, right? It's there are still people today that I know that don't get it. They're like, well, the movie wasn't that great. Well, that's that's only half the point, right? Like that's you know <clears throat> you got to grow up and look at Christopher Reeve and Michael Keaton and all that. They all <coughs> looked like you. I mean, half a ton of these kids didn't have you know, or Kamala Khan in, coming up pretty soon, you know? Right, dude. And that and that's another thing that's frustrating. Like a prime example of what you were saying. Oh, the movie was there. Go back and look at what happened <clears throat> during the World War when all the men were at war and the women had to stay back. And look at a league of their own, for instance, the women had to play baseball. Like, it wasn't great, yeah. but it was what was needed and what the impact that it had yeah. on the people Dude, who participated in it. And <laughs> what bothers me is that hearing what you just said is not a lot of people <clears throat> are ever going to hear that from somebody in their entire lives. And they're never going to understand what it's like to not be represented or always feel like you're kind of, you know, last pick or are <clears throat> not that important. And that's or be represented, but as the butt of a joke. Right. And and, and, and we have seen this in movies where <coughs> um, the, the, the fucking foreign guys from Europe or Russians <coughs> were always the bad guys or, you know, the, the, the nerdy white guy with the glasses or just all these stereotypes that yeah, we have had yeah. for so long. In Hollywood and in movies and everything else that that we can't get past, and every single person can get on their fucking soapbox and say this shit, but it's it means so much to hear that kind of stuff from you because again, 
we live in the Bay Area, so, you know, it's not bad out here. It's the fucking Bay Area. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of the safer places you can be. But, like, knowing that your kids yeah, yeah. in that trailer means a lot to them. And, like, I have I have two daughters. So, like, for me to, to see things where there's, like, women empowerment, women taking steps forward and standing yeah, up. Yeah, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. <clears throat> like, it's just, it's awesome for me. It's, it, it, like, and, you know, I know my kids don't understand it because they didn't watch it. But, like, WrestleMania watching... Uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha yeah, Banks. Sasha Wrestle, Bianca, like, yeah. Just me having two daughters knowing that, look, man, you can fucking get there. Knowing that politics aside, whatever, 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 knowing that we have a female vice president for the first time ever means that, that the fucking... My kids can go to space, bro. Like, they can go on the fucking moon, yet yeah. how many decades ago <laughs> was it? 50 years ago? 60 years ago? They couldn't even fucking vote. You know? So, like, it's cool yeah. to me, <clears throat> you know, t- to see this, to see this representation, like, to see the Oscars when they were showing representation and, and you see other people winning movies and you see people taking a step back last year and um, looking at Parasite, uh, or was that yeah. in 2019, and just being like, oh, movie and subtitles, yeah, that was on classics, like, going with the win. I don't know, why don't you just look at Parasite? Yeah, you gotta read subtitles, but that's a dope-ass movie that just basically talks about how humans are our own Parasite. Like, just fucking watch it and understand the story of it there's more stuff out there than just america and then everybody's fucking chris yeah. pat and chris pratt and chris pine and all these chris's and that's where sorry i'm ranting here but <laughs> that's where you that's where you sent me the message earlier and i was saying about my marvel movies and that's like with chris pratt like look at everything that chris pratt has been in and recast him with fucking john cho and everything and it's just as fucking good if not better i'm sorry but like i just I, i'm sorry chris, but that's just what bothers me is that everything has to be a white dominant male and we're finally starting to get out of that and it's and it's heartbreaking that you have to say like oh my god this movie trailer means so much to me and my kids because it's 2021 in fucking america and your kids should have been feeling like that since the day they were born they shouldn't have had to feel like that i know but we took like 10 steps back the past few years so (laughs) but but i mean it's just (laughs) it's just difficult we gotta crawl back out yeah yeah you're right but like i'm just i'm just happy that like we're seeing this and the positive response that we're getting from it and the fact that like disney and marvel is not afraid to tell these stories because for every time that there's a marvel exec who's afraid to put out a movie because it's got a person of color or a person of Asian descent, or it's got a person who has a disability. That's just somebody who's who who reads it, who pick buys your comic and sits in their house by themselves and reads it and pretends that they're that person. And that's who you need to tell yeah. these stories for. Quit trying to tell the stories for your average white cis male who's the all lover power. Like how many times does a white dude have to save the fucking world? Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, fucking Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., like every single white person. Gerard Butler has apparently saved every Western government on the planet. Geostar! But like, you know, it's just <laughs> it's just cool to see this other representation that we're finally out there, and I love yeah. it, but it's just heartbreaking that it took so long to get here. And, and it's just, dude, I'm just so excited, again, all the way back around for Shang-Chi, man. Again, Simu Lu coming back, yeah. and it's going to be great. Yeah. Kim's Convenience got canceled out of nowhere, but again, this is cool because... <laughs> and, and again, I'm just hoping that we finally get to the point where we're no longer being like, oh, my God, he's such a great Asian actor. And it's just like he's just a great actor. Like it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like it's just an actor. Like, And that's again, we'll, we get there, man. But I'm, again, I'm rambling and I'm ranting, but I'm just really excited for. Shane no, it's all good. In fact, uh, I wanted to kind of touch on that real quick before we move on. Um, one of my favorite movies, even though it's an absolute horseshit movie. Is uh, have you ever seen the Ramen Girl Armageddon. with Brittany Murphy? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I have. I know of it, but I never watched it. Don't 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 waste your time with it. It's, it's a shit movie. It's some girl that moves to Japan and works at a ramen job, and it's some rom com that really didn't work. It was like direct to video or whatever. The reason why that movie sticks out to me was it was the first time in my life, and this movie came out in like 2008. I mean, so I'm not talking about when I was like young yeah. 
or anything like that. It was the first time in my life where I saw a movie with a prominent A-list actress like Brittany Murphy, where she, the white actress, was actually in a movie with an Asian male romantic lead. And it was a rom-com without any jokes or without any, you know, oh, you have a half-inch dick or anything like that. None of that shit. It was just a straight, shitty rom-com that you would normally see with Reese Witherspoon and Josh Lucas, for instance. <laughs> Except with an Asian guy. Yep. With an Asian guy and Brittany Murphy. And that was the first time I had seen anything like that. And as strange as it sounds, it fucking blew my mind that something like that even existed. And it's just, it, it's crazy to think and that that there are... There are there are so many great actors or actresses or singers or songwriters or, or whoever that just get overlooked or don't ever get their their chance because of just because of the color of their skin or the, 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 their sex they like, yeah. whatever the fuck it is, like whatever it is, because everybody has an opinion. At the end of the day, what somebody eats doesn't make you shit. So it shouldn't fucking matter. Like it just shouldn't. But like, it's just crazy to me. And like, I, I, again, I'm so happy that we're seeing all of these changes and we're seeing this stuff, you know, make these steps yeah. forward. But it's disheartening that it is taking a multi-trillion dollar fucking company that owns the world like Disney and Marvel to put out Black <laughs> Panther and to put out Shang-Chi for people to finally take a step back and be like, holy shit. Like, oh, my God, black people can be superheroes and they're awesome. Or Asian people can be superheroes, too. It's like, no shit, dude. Like, have you not looked around you, bro? Like, that that's what the world is, man. And we're going to get to this later. But yeah. I think that this right here is a huge, 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 huge point of the fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we'll get to that later, which is where, like, all of this. You finished it, right? To. But um, but I mean that's just kind of that's kind of how I feel. So we'll we'll get to that. In a did minute. you did you finish that? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna be mad at me, but I literally have 17 minutes left of the last episode. Oh, uh, let me let me think. Um, so um, uh, Walker. No, Walker, I think I think anything that could be spoiled has been spoiled, except for one very big spoiler that I just won't bring up. Oh uh, well, Walker's already got a suit, and he's like, "All right, USA's, you know, I'm back, I'm back." And I was like, "Okay," and then I had to. Oh, you're almost done then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're like, almost done. You have like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, you don't have you don't have a lot left. Yes, yeah, so, um, but um, I had to turn but, uh, it off because I had things to do. So. No, the, you, there's one big reveal in the end credits. So it's not. We just won't bring it up here. You can watch it when you watch it. But um, we were just talking about last uh, last episode, two episodes ago, mm -hmm. how the Spider-Man movies were going to, um, or not the Spider-Man movies, but all Sony movies were going to, you know, come out on Netflix in an exclusivity deal, not at the same time as their theater counterparts, but you know, they're yeah. going to have a deal with Netflix, up to and including the Spider movies, include you know Venom, Far From Home, all that stuff. Well, now we just found out the deal got tweaked and now they are coming to Disney Plus. So we're all we're going <laughs> to this is weird now. I don't so you're going to have the entirety of the MCU available on Disney Plus up to and including Spider-Man. But for some reason, they can't fix their deal with Universal. So the fucking Incredible Hulk still can't be. I don't there. think anybody has a fucking clue what's going on with these streaming services because Netflix is supposed. No, to they get, don't. Because Netflix is supposed to get the Sony stuff. But then, but then the Sony stuff just signed an exclusive deal over here, and then over here it's supposed to be only like on Disney Plus. We can't get all the X Men movies, but we can get some of the X Men movies. And there's just yeah, there nobody fucking knows. And just like I'm, I told you the other day, I was like, I'm gonna sign up for Paramount Plus. And then I'm like, 
Fucking for what? Like, what the fuck do I need Paramount Plus for? Like, I don't have a fucking enough stream. I literally to- signed up for the five ninety nine tier last night just to watch the new SpongeBob movie with my kids. My and then as soon as the movie finished, I canceled the subscription. How so was- I'll have it for a month. How was it, by the way? I, I don't see. So um, it's a SpongeBob movie. It's, I would say, at least on par with the first two. But I didn't. I still think the first one was the best one. Oh, absolutely. You have David Hasselhoff. Yeah, exactly. And David Hasselhoff doing his peck launching and all that. Um, no, it was um, it was good for a SpongeBob movie. You know, it was funny. I laughed and everything like that. It just by the third SpongeBob movie, you're kind of you're kind of digging on the bottom of the pail. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. But and plus the new art style kind of threw me off. Um, it looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know it, it just it wasn't the same. Yeah. But for five ninety nine, sure. Well, dude, man, again, so many fucking streaming services that it gets upset. I really wish that Apple would just pull the trigger and be like, "Look, man, if you just give us twenty five ninety nine a month, you can just have all the streaming services." That, that I mean, yeah. there's so much. We will buy everything. You yeah. pay us twenty bucks a month, twenty nine nine a month. <laughs> we'll buy everything. I mean, you have one login. I do like the fact that that they're bringing these to um, Disney Plus because that's where they belong. I, yeah. I, I want to see them. I mean, I own well, them it's, And it's not just Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man, the Jumanji movies, and all the Hotel Transylvania films, too. So, I mean, their library is about to expand pretty well, significantly. Motherfuckers say what people want. Them Hotel Transylvania movies are fucking funny. Like, uh, dude. They, they are funny as shit. I did not see the third one, though. Oh, dude, the third one, the summer vacation was good, too. They're, I mean, my, Adam Sandler, say whatever you want about him not being good. The dude can do that one vampire voice very well. I like the yeah, like exactly. The- he if anything, he's good as Dracula, um, and apparently he was incredible in Uncut Gems. But everything else he's been in is just you know not counting the nineties. Yeah, everything else has just been why. <laughs> well, dude, I I like him. So I I mean I mean we all we, same I mean, same. I liked Adam Sandler. I can tell you three movies that Adam Sandler did that were good. I haven't liked Adam Sandler in a long time, but I like some of his movies. I know what you mean. Yeah. I like this cameo in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, me too. He's just sitting there drinking scotch. It's fucking fantastic. Yep. Dude, so, so good. Uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> so we don't know when these movies are coming to Disney+, Plus, but they are coming at some point. Um, it's a According to this article on uh, SuperheroHype.com, it's a multi-year contract between Sony and Disney. So that suggests that at some point, barring a renewal of the contract... It suggests that at some point this will end and these movies will leave, which is another thing I hate about fucking streaming devices. It's when shit shows up and then leaves a year later. Yeah, same thing. I know why. I just don't like it. I'm the same way. Like, I don't like it either. Um, it bothers me because if I'm paying for the streaming, it should be there. I understand rights go to where they got to go and blah, 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 blah. It makes sense. Yeah. But it's still like, dude, come well, on. Like the fucking Harry Potter movies debuted on HBO Max. And now I can't watch them on HBO Max because they're on Peacock now. And who knows for how fucking long they'll be dude, on Peacock and, and, and before they move to, I don't know, Hulu or something. Shit. I'm gonna say this with all, all passion. Fuck Peacock. Other than WWE, I'm not fucking <laughs> watching Peacock, bro. Y- your service sucks. Like, I'm sorry, but y'all got. It dunks. really does. Like, I don't even know why we can't create different profiles because now I'm adding shit to the watch list and it's gonna show up on your watch list, dude. It's and you know what? You know, dude, I can tell you right now, I don't have a, <sighs> whatever quote unquote watch list I have on Peacock. I'm not fucking watching it. I don't go on fucking Peacock, bro. <laughs> Unless WWE is holding an event, I don't care. And it's only because I have it for free because yeah. we have Xfinity in the house. That's the only reason I even have it. Yeah. And again, this is what. And you know what's funny? Remember remember a while ago, I was like, well, I only use Peacock as my Save by the Bell app. Well, I just found out Save by the Bell's on Hulu. Yep. 
Dude, I'll tell so you I really don't have a reason to use Peacock anymore. <laughs> Everybody needs to take the time, take a step back. If you've got streaming services, spend the money and get Hulu commercial free. It's it's the best one. And I'm telling you this. Yeah, I finally caved and yeah. did it. And yeah, because you it's, can it's, watch all your stuff. My eyes have game, been opened commercial free. I'm going back. I like to watch them. Um, when I'm sitting at work, I'll put it on my Echo, and I'll just you know like listen to old TV shows and shit, and have it in the background. But like yeah, yeah. Cheers and Golden Girls, I love Golden Girls. For those of you who don't know, I'm a Golden Girls stan. Like I've got Blanche pop figures. Yep, my, totally. My, my COVID nineteen mask is Golden Girls. I've got tank tops. I've got hats. I want to get a Golden Girls tattoo because I love them so much. So to me, Hulu is worth it just for that. Dude, you and Xavier Woods both, man. Dude, no <laughs> joke. My girls give me shit because my youngest comes out and she goes, I had Golden Girls on there and she goes, uh, why do you like watching a bunch of old women? And I'm like, I don't like watching old women. They're funny. She goes, no, it's just weird. You like old women. I'm like, can you <laughs> stop? They're funny. This is the Golden Girls. Come on. <sighs> Oh man, aren't kids mouthy? I, I was I was looking at a picture. I forgot of what it was. Someone and I was like, oh, she's very pretty. And my daughter rolls her eyes and she goes, "You think everybody's pretty?" I was like, "Go fuck yourself." No, I don't. <laughs> it is pretty sad. I didn't say that, by the way, not to my daughter's face. Anyways, but okay. So so <laughs> where, where, what's our next subject that we have to cover here? Because you know what, I do want to talk about Winter Soldier and Falcon. I want to get to this. Well, let's go through these because these next next two things actually aren't going to take up a lot of Perfect. time. So we finally found out who Russell Crowe was going to play. And I thought he was going to play Ballsack Thanos in the play. Dude, right. You thought he was going to play Fat Thor. We were both dead wrong. He's still going to be Turns fat, out he's though. playing Zeus. He, oh, for sure. And it's going to be great. He's going to be thick, as my kids say. But um, he's going to be playing Zeus, which is kind of out of left field because why is Zeus in the Thor universe? But you know what? I don't even fucking care. Have Russell Crowe show up, whether it's the Zeus version in the play or a real Zeus. I don't care. Russell Crowe's going to show up and he's going to basically eat everything. I think he's going to be a real Zeus. He's going to have to be a real Zeus. And I think that's going to be cool. Yeah, um, because I think it's going to set up the the. The, the mythos and the mythology that we haven't think haven't Jesus Christ that we haven't seen in the Thor <laughs> movies yet that hasn't been touched on too much. And again, I love Taika Waititi, one of my favorite fucking directors yes. right now. He's great. It is in great hands with him. I absolutely love it. So I cannot. So wait. do you think now that they're setting up Zeus as a character, which is suggesting that they're bringing in Greek mythology characters, do you think the Marvel Comics version of Hercules is going to show up at some point? Because he was an Avenger. Absolutely. Because I think that we're going to get. He's a lame fucking character, but he was an Avenger. Yeah. But who cares? He's fucking Hercules. Let him be one. <laughs> Disney owns it. Why not bring yeah. him in? Oh, I can't even imagine the fucking rights issues with that with between Disney and between DC using the Greek gods and now Russell Crowe showing up as fat Zeus. Who knows? I love it. I love it. By the way, I keep we keep talking about Russell Crowe being fat. You know, me and Josh aren't exactly skinny minis ourselves or anything. It's because we fucking love him. Dude. Okay. (laughs) Side note about this. You just watched it. The nice guys. How do you feel about it? Dude, I fucking love them. I was not expecting what I watched. I don't know why, but I went into that movie expecting something like super bad. Mm-hmm. But it was this just this dark, twisted comedy, and I Dude, loved it. The fucking part, loved the it. Part Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe played off each other so perfectly. Fucking right, dude. The part where they're the bullet alley and Ryan Gosling is in the stall and Russell Crowe shows up. I've probably seen this movie three or four times, and I laugh so hard at that point that I cry. My wife is always like, it's not that funny. I'm like, you don't understand how fucking funny that is. Because he kicks the door open, and he has the gun, and the door just shuts again. I'm like, God 
Damn it, that's fucking hilarious. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's a simple, small, I like the simple humor, and it's that right there that just gets me. Just yeah. the fact that that camera sits there, and he kicks open the door, and he holds the gun, and it just slowly closes. I'm like, God damn, that's fucking good. I just love that stuff. Yeah, but no, it's a really, really good movie. And I was a little surprised to see uh, little Betty Brant in there from the Spider-Man movies. Well, dude, here's what's crazy. But uh, no, it's it's great. So, so I'm glad because I, I my mind's going here places. So check this out because our next thing's talking us about uh, Marvel characters and blah, all that kind of good stuff. Yes. So Shane Black wrote Kiss Kiss Bang, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Shane Black also from yeah. Lethal Weapon. He also starred and co-wrote Predator. He also did Iron Man Three, which is one of my favorite Iron. He Man's. did. Yep. So what do you think the odds are that Marvel and Disney somehow get Shane Black? back for another marvel movie because in my opinion iron man one is what set off the whole fucking comic book craze but iron man 3 is the yeah. one that solidified iron man and robert denny jr at least for me as this smart scientist guy who has to figure out things without his suit what is he and that's kind of what solidified the man for me and that's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. one of my favorite like and I told you today, like when I named off my favorite Marvel movies, Iron Man 3 is right up there with him because it's just so well done. I like Shane Black's writing. I think he's very well. So after seeing yeah. that. Plus, it has that midair rescue sequence that just yes. blew my mind. Dude, and, it, and you've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, correct? No, I have not. I know of it. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Okay. Everybody listening, if you have not seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang starring <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer yep. as a gay man called Gay Perry then you are missing out on life because it is one of, if not the funniest <laughs> movies, Val Kilmer, Robert Downey Jr., and Shane Black has done. I, it's like a very, very noir crime thriller type with the music. It's got Corbin Burnson's in it. It's got, it's just, it's hilarious. I think I own it on DVD, Blu-ray, and a digital copy of it. It's great. So I guess my question God would damn. be, Knowing the kind of movie that Nice Guys is, that Shane Black did that as well as Iron Man 3, would you like to see Shane Black come in the MCU? And what kind of team-up movie do you think two characters could have good banter like they did in, you know, the Nice Guys? Like these buddy cop movies. Oh, man, you're, th that's a lot of characters to go through. But my dream. Your dream. That's okay, what I want. Number one, we know Shane Black can do a superhero film because, like you said, he did Iron Man 3, and that was a good one. Yes. I want Shane Black to come in and do a Spidey Daredevil team up just oh. because they team up so much in the comics. Yeah. I think Charlie Cox's kind of dry, no nonsense with Tom Holland's annoying little kid, 100 questions a minute would work so beautifully. Hey, I'm clapping because I didn't even think about that. And that I can I can see that because I dude, I'm laughing already because, dude, no joke. Spider-Man Daredevil. That, that, I dude, <laughs> I want that. Now I want that. Hashtag Spider-Man Daredevil. But on the on the topic of Daredevil, this next thing, let's go through it kind of quickly because we don't know too much about it. And I want to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier, too. Um, there is um, a rumor flown around and apparently a pretty decent rumor that uh, all the Netflix characters, Punisher, uh, Daredevil, possibly Luke Cage, but for sure Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, the three popular ones, are going to return into the MCU but not to their Netflix verse versions. It'll be like a quote rebooted version. So same actors, same characters, but they'll be quote rebooted to, I guess, fit better into the pretty much all PG, PG 13 MCU. Cause you can't really have Punisher come back. Okay. The same Punisher that he was in the Netflix series. But you can't. Who murdered like 500 people. You can because, because, you could bring Punisher and introduce him and keep him just like you do Cable in the Deadpool movies because that's where Punisher could be. 
Could you imagine? Oh, that's a good point. Could actually, you imagine John Berthal, Josh Brolin, and Ryan Reynolds. You've got Cable, you've got Punisher, and you've got Deadpool. Deadpool giving shit to Punisher and Cable for an hour yeah. and forty-five oh minutes. Are you fucking? T- <laughs> you give that to Shane Black. That's your fucking movie. No, you know what I do want to see now that now that we're talking about the Punisher is a, a movie where the Punisher has to come face to face with Cap mm. because in I believe the first Civil War comics event, Spider-Man gets shot up and nearly killed and Punisher ends up saving him in like the sewers. Oh. And there's a panel in the comics that's always stuck with me. Punisher's carrying Spider-Man's body back into the Avengers headquarters and he goes, you know, we need a medic. I need help. Cap takes one look at Punisher and he goes, get that trash out of here. This man's a murderer. Ooh. I want to see that dynamic on on screen. You know what I love? I love the fact that a bunch of racist people use the Punisher logo as a way to brand themselves. I know. I know. <laughs> Just people are so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude, you know what, though? I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to put this out there. I still, to this day, think the Punisher movie with Tom Jane and John Travolta holds up, and you can't tell me otherwise. I think that is one of Marvel's better movies, and they need to do more like that because Tom Jane as Punisher and John Travolta as a fucking bad guy, so good. So, so good. It's not my favorite, but I will give you this. The way Tom Jane quote kills John Travolta at the end was absolutely dude, brutal dude. making him fucking hold the grenade no that was his son that, that's what I was gonna say his son he goes you look like you oh work. was it yeah he goes you look like you work out here nine ounces isn't too much but how long can you hold it he makes him and all of a sudden you hear no he killed John Travolta because oh, he, okay my bad I thought that was John Travolta John Travolta yeah. he blew up all the cars in the car dealership and tied Travolta to the car and fucking put it in drive and just that's like that's what it all, okay dude. right right so fucking dope John Travolta threw his cheating wife who wasn't cheating off of a bridge on the train tracks oh I'm getting all excited yep. I'm gonna watch Punisher tonight god damn it's a good movie man he fights Kevin Nash I gotta Nash. dig that DVD out he, cause now I wanna watch right, it he too. fights <laughs> Kevin Nash dude I shit you not that part where uh, the Punisher Punisher stabs a giant Russian in the chest played by Kevin Nash and he pulls a knife out and just kind of looks at him and throws it aside. Dude, I get chills every time, A, because it's a fucking badass scene and B, because the knife didn't retract and Thomas Jane legit stabbed Kevin Nash and he just acted through the entire fucking scene and that's badass. Did he really? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so say what you want about fucking Jungle Jim uh, there diesel. from Magic Mike, but that motherfucker got, he got balls, bro. Yeah. Sorry. What else All right. Saying? Hey, let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier, Thank man. I've been waiting to talk to you for like four episodes. Yes. So I have questions. Number one. So spoilers. Um, Sherrick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spoiler yes. alert. So, so those of you that have not finished so it, I did actually we're fin- going to spoil I, shit. So while we were talking, I actually had it kind of playing in the background. I was reading the subtitles because I can't. Oh, it, that's what that was. Okay. No, no. You know that. There was no sound there. There's no way you could hear that because. Oh, yeah. was it just reverb then? Because I thought I heard someone talking. No. Oh, oh, my watch went off for some fucking reason. Right. <clears throat> so. Um, okay. Anyways, so, you, you had it on. So I have questions and I was waiting to the end of it. Maybe I just kind of missed it. But Sharon who, you know, was helping them the entire time, is the power broker? She's the power broker. But she, so, that, so she's a bad Correct. guy, and Bucky and Cap never figured well, that out. Well, we don't know if she's a villain per se. What we do know we do is know that the end of the show. after the events of Civil War, after the events of Civil War, she's kind of like, fuck the government. Oh. So she could be like an anti-hero, because I think... But kind of jumping ahead a little bit, I think with the introduction of Julia Louise Dreyfus's character, the Contessa, I think they're setting up a Thunderbolts movie or a Dark Avengers movie. 
with, you know, someone like U.S. agent Sharon Carter and perhaps a couple couple of other villain slash antihero types in there. So I wouldn't call her a villain per se, but I I think she's uh, for sure. Well, I mean, she for sure got shady. So she (laughs) seems like an arms dealer because she was the fucking the um, the the power broker. She did hire George St. Pierre, who, by the way, was fucking badass. And I heard he trained for like five. I love him as Batroc. Dude, yeah, he's so fucking good. Um, So I I, I'm going to put this out there right now. And I texted you this and this is when you got excited. This is better than WandaVision, in my opinion. I think I think that WandaVision, the arc and the story that they told with Wanda and with Vision in that story is the best thing that Marvel has done story-wise. I still love that. I can't wait to go back and rewatch it next month. I'm just going to give myself time. Um, but I think the way the story was shot, uh, I think the, the characters, I think the story, I think the way they told it, and I think the complete and utter just... Um, dialogue on today's civilization and just America as a whole yeah, today, for sure, was was very 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 pertinent. And I feel like a lot of people give it shit, being like, "Oh, this movie was written by an algorithm, and this is just Disney trying to be quote unquote woke and blah 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 that kind of shit." Um, and it, isn't it fucked up that 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 comment that having a black superhero is considered woke bro this is what we how fucked up is this that? is what i just said with shang chi that is 2021 and that we're to oh my god you're just being woke because of that really oh my god it's just it it, it baffles me but when we were watching when i was watching um this, <laughs> the show what's great is that you have sam throughout this entire process who's trying to come to terms with who he is and you also have Bucky, who's kind, who's yeah. coming to terms with who he was. Bucky is trying to find who he is to get rid of who he was, and Sam is doing the exact opposite. He has no idea who he is, but he's trying to get back and be better than what he was. So you have these two right. great stories with them, and then you got uh, Baron von Helmut, who I thought was fucking great. It was good to see him back. You mean Baron Zemo? Oh yeah, Baron Zemo. Whatever, Zemo von Helmut. Right? It was his name, Helmut. I don't remember. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. You know, <laughs> I just know him as Baron Zemo. Yeah, you know the fuck I'm talking about. But like, dude, I thought the cast of characters and everything that they did was great, and I I love the fact that he was reluctant to put on the suit. It, it, it struck a nerve and made it more powerful yeah. when he goes and he sees um, oh my god, Isaiah Bradley. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. He goes yep. and sees Isaiah, and he's talking about it. He was in prison for thirty years, and his wife died in the letters, and. You know, and it, and again, it just it shows you the struggle that if you're not a part of this and you've never been in with any of this, you don't know what it's like, and you don't know how hard it is for for uh, for a black man in America, and like to to kind of be pushed aside like this and have your history kind of erased and rewritten, and and we're, we're very we're very known in America for forgetting for our past and rewriting it to make ourselves look better. Like, oh my God, there were never Native Americans here that we just fucking completely murdered and genocide and pushed yeah. aside, you know? and Forgetting and, our past. Right. Just take a look at the last few years, it, man, abs- how quick we forgot. <laughs> Absolutely. And and they showed a lot of this in Winter Soldier with, with the police interactions with, they kept referring to him as the Black Captain America or the Black Falcon or whatever it was and, you know, to the point where he's... Black Falcon. Right. Yep. <laughs> at the point he's like, dude, I'm just, I'm Captain America and I think that that speaks... Volumes and again, we're 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 not in what I would call a uh, quote unquote dangerous time. We're in a time where where the media is dangerous and what people can see is dangerous and where the way, the way people yep. react and the way they ingest information is dangerous. Uh, you and me live in a town where man, I can go out with my kids at ten thirty at night and walk around. I got nothing to worry about. Like and, and, you know, so we don't understand yeah. what a lot of people go through. And, and, and again, 
believe what you believe. But I think that the fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier was able to touch on the fact that Sam, as Falcon, had saved the world with the fucking Avengers, but still couldn't walk down the street without getting profiled. And it just goes to show that it doesn't matter because it's all going to be judged on what you look like at that moment. And they touched on this so well. And I think they did the same thing with Bucky because Bucky had this horrible, horrible past where he was murdering and killing people, but it wasn't him. And he was going on this redemption tour where he was... Going through his book, and and Sam said it best, you're not getting revenge, you're avenging. And that's what he was doing. He was going back and avenging the wrongs that he did. And it was him trying to come to terms with the person that he was, but also knowing he's not that guy anymore. And that that it's okay for him to move forward. And I think that's where, um, again, for me, this show is super super powerful because it shows that Everybody has a past. Everybody has a future. Everybody has a present. It's a matter of what you kind of make of those moments when you're in them right now. And, and, and you know, you're not yeah. your past and your future isn't written yet. So you have the power to change and be who you want to be now. And, you know, history is written by the winners. So make your own history. 100%. And, and write it yourself. And and I'm not going to lie, man. When, when, uh, when Sam, when Bucky dropped off the suitcase, he's like, here, I got some help from Wakanda. Um, and when he opened it and he put on the cap suit, man, I got goosebumps. It looked so dope. And How great did that suit dude, look? It looks so good. And like he's got the shield and he's flying and he says right there, I didn't take super serum. I'm just myself. Like this is me. It's, you know, doing it right. And again, kind of cheesy. It's like Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, take your vitamins, brother. But you know, <laughs> again, though, I, I get where he's coming from. But I'm going to tell you right now, I was texting you and I when when fucking uh, Walker beat that man to death with the Captain America shield and was standing there with the blood on the shield. Yeah, with the blood Whoa. and like shit on there, Dude, yeah. It, it was such a great story. And when we talked about this um, a couple episodes ago, I told you I was not a fan of Wyatt. I didn't like what was going on. Not Wyatt. His name, the actor's name is Wyatt Russell. For those who don't know, he is also Kurt Russell's son, which instantly moves him up. Yeah, which I didn't know until like a week ago. I didn't know that shit until you told me this morning. And what's funny is that me and my wife watched a movie last night called Ingrid Goes West, and he was in it, and his wife was played by Elizabeth Olsen. So Elizabeth Olsen has been <laughs> married to fucking U.S. agent. Um, she's her brother. I mean, like, she has this great connection with Marvel Universe here. She's been married to Quicksilver. She's been married to Quicksilver. Yeah. also her brother. So, like, I mean, it, all, it, it was just kind of really cool, like, really weird to see him. But I got a whole different respect for the guy as an actor. And actually sitting down and watching the entire series, you were right. He had this great redeeming moment at the end. And it was it was really good. And I like his character being the 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 I can't think of the words to put it, but like the mirror opposite of Captain America. Like John Cena is peacemaker. He is willing to kill everybody and suck all the dick he has to for peace. And that's how I look at USA. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but that—that's exactly it. He's—he's he's basically the the mirror universe version of Cap. He's got a long history in the comics, but you know, I just read a thing today where uh, White Russell was saying he doesn't even know if he's going to continue with the character. So we don't know how much U.S. agent we're going to get moving forward. You know, well, when you—I don't know. Marvel has a history of bullshit in the fans, so but we'll have to see. You got a name like Juliet Lewis Dreyfus who came in. Who, when I saw her, I was like, holy shit! Because I've tried to avoid spoilers for Falcon, Wind, and Soldier, and I tried to because. Again, I looked at it as just one long action fucking movie. And I said this before. I think it's best when you watch it. Yeah, like two it's like a six-hour movie, yeah. Yeah, because it gives you, you know, you watch it in two episodes, you get a good hour and a half movie there. And I think it's great. And, and that's the way I like to watch it. So it took me a little bit longer to do it. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it the way I did, and I'm glad I finished it. Because it is very, very 
very, very, very well done. I'm very happy that Anthony Mackie is moving forward and he is Captain America. And if you go and you look at all the yes. banners, everything, Disneyland and Disney World announced today that going forward, the only Captain America or Captain America that will greet guests going forward will be Anthony Mackie's Captain America. And that's really cool. And I think that that's really cool. And there's going to be people who hate this and people who don't like this. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. I, For sure. Right. There's going to be people who hate this. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I think that is cool as shit because, yep. a Anthony Mackie was so fucking good playing the Falcon. And he was he was the reluctant Captain America. And I think what makes and I think the story that you saw, too, was that you saw this with Walker. He had all this power, and clearly he took the serum because he wanted to be the next Cap. And you know, they said, yeah, uh, Zemo said the same thing. You know, they, you know, the, they when they were talking about the serum, it didn't do that to Cap. And he said, well, there's never been another Cap. You know, basically, like there's never been yeah. another Steve Rogers. And I think that you saw that with Walker. You know, like after he beat that guy, if you look at the subtleties, his hands shaking, he looks like he's out of it. Like, holy shit, what just happened? Like he's coming to terms with this power that he has. And, you know, I think it's the effect of the serum. I just think it's really cool, man. I don't know. I like it, man. When he ripped the wings yeah. off of Falcon, dude, that shit was dope. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's it's good. I did not like Walker. The dude looks goofy as shit in that costume, man. The helmet. I'm sorry. Dude, you're a good actor, but that helmet makes you look so fucking goofy. You need to have your beard back. Just grow your beard. <laughs> oh, and before we forget, the one last thing I want to bring up about the Falcon and Winter Soldier is, you know, the character of Torres? Mm-hmm. He becomes the second Falcon in the comics. Okay, so I do have questions because it also seems like Isaiah's grandson is going to become someone important as well. Yeah, Patriot probably because the his uh, shit. I forgot his name in the comics, but it's something Bradley. Uh, um, God damn it! I'm drawing a huge blank. Yes, they're hinting at probably him becoming Patriot in the Young Avengers since they're clearly setting up Young Avengers. Thank you. I was just going to say, I think that that's what's cool. I like about these that what Disney's doing with these Marvel shows, because if they put out a Falcon and Winter Soldier movie, not many people are going to go check it out. So to do it over a series and drag it out, I guess you get to introduce new characters for your future series. Yeah. And and I like that Disney's doing that and they're not shying away from casting these people and putting these characters that everyone knows their name front and center so it's like holy shit this is going to happen in the future but again though that also leads me to the problem with them dropping a million easter eggs and just fan service for everybody else because i felt like we were going to get something like this in spider-man homecoming with donald glover but instead it just was like a passing line you know so again yeah i think it's cool but that's what i was going to ask you i feel like that that's guys got to be going up to something because all these people seem like they're just a future setup Yep. Because we're going to have, yep. I mean, Marvel and Disney um, need to make money and they're going to want to make Avengers movies in 2030. So they're going to have to cast yeah. some people. Speaking of Avengers movies, I mean, we have confirmation that there's a fourth Cap movie with Anthony Mackie in development. But now I'm hearing that there's going to be an, a, a rumored unrelated Steve Rogers project, which is a really, really bad move if you're going to do a fourth Cap movie with Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Yes. That's like saying you don't have faith in him doing it. So we got to bring Steve back. Right. And and I don't like that. But I'm also hoping that maybe by doing this, we're going to get more of like Cap's adventures of him returning the fucking, you know, Infinity Stones or something. Just something small like that, which I think might be kind of cool. I would love that as a series. Exactly. As a series, that's great because you take enough focus off of off of Steve Rogers and you give him kind of his own missions. But, you know, in the past, but you're focused on the future with yeah. Anthony Mackie. So I'd be cool with that. But I agree with you. To do this almost seems like you don't have faith in your new Captain America. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure Disney knows as much as you and I know how racist a lot of the country is. So maybe this is just their way of uh, of covering their bases. Well, but you know, yeah, I don't. Th- I don't whatever. Th- I, I'm I'm very salty today for some you, reason. You are, man. You little salty girl today. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all good. Now, um, you haven't watched Mortal Kombat yet, yeah. and I've watched it twice already. Um, there's not a ton of spoilers because it's fucking Mortal Kombat. Right. <laughs> so I just want to touch on a couple of things. Um, number one, it's only marginally better than the 90s one. I mean, I think we all knew going into this that this wasn't going to be the thing to change video game movies like Dark Knight was the comic book movies. I think we all fucking knew that yep. going into it. It's just, it's just a dumb action film, and that's exactly what this is. So a couple things I want to touch on. Number one... <laughs> Not much better, not much worse. I would say on par, just overall as a movie-wise, on par with the 90s one. The first one, not Annihilation. Okay, number two, Louis Tan can't fucking act. <laughs> I already I already had a big problem going into this movie with them creating a random character, you know, the, the character of Cole. Right. Um, I knew what that character was going to be, and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's the it's the character that doesn't understand what's going on, so it gives every other character the chance to explain shit. It's for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, sounds about you right. You know, I, it, it, it's dumb. It, it's what it is, and his character sucks, and his power sucks, <laughs> and he can't act. And just my God, there's one scene where towards the beginning of the movie, when Sub Zero shows up, and it's like snowing in L.A. and all he has to fucking say is, look, it's snowing, right? That's his yeah. line. But the way he delivers it was so bad. He was like, look, it's snowing. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see this. I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay. That's amazing. So the the action was amazing. Okay. The effects were amazing. The blood and gore was amazing. There was one fatality in there that you just have to see. Okay. One specific fatality that made me jump out of my seat and watch it three times and go, oh, my fucking God, I can't believe I just saw that. And I'll, and I'll know it when I see it. You know, there's no way you'll mistake it because there's other deaths. There's other killings and fatalities and all that. This one sticks out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to watch it. Uh, listen, my wife, yeah. my wife saw the preview and she's like, oh, I don't want to watch that. And I was like, cool, man. So I'm just waiting. It'll be a good movie night for me in here to get out again. It's Mortal yep. Kombat. So it's not like anything spoiled by not watching. Yeah. It up, yeah. So it is what it is. I'm excited. Now here's my last thing. Yes. My last bone to pick with this Do movie. It. There's no fucking Mortal Kombat tournament in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So there's no tournament. The whole movie is Shang Sun trying to stop these quote good guys from making it to the final tournament so there's fights but they all take place in the quote real world so it's not set up quote unquote like the fighting game is necessarily or even like the 90s movie but there's no tournament at all period oh well you know what so these characters will fight each other you know because of plot and whatever but there's no actual you know that's probably saved for a sequel and speaking of sequel there are there is a huge easter egg tease at the end and no there's no end credits uh secret scene Oh, there isn't? Nope. Oh. There's just it just ends and I fast forwarded to see if there was anything cool at the end and there wasn't. Oh, that's good. I don't, but you know the final scene of the movie before the end credits basically serves as a mid credit scene teaser Perfect. anyways. Perfect. Does Christopher Lambert so, show up? And those are my thoughts on Mortal Kombat. I will hi. absolutely watch it again if I understand. <coughs> Does Christopher Lambert show up and he's like, Hi, I'm Raiden. I have electricity. Or no. No, um, uh, they, they actually have an Asian guy playing Raiden now. No. And, um, you know who plays him? 
I didn't even know this. Do you know who fucking plays who? him? It's the guy that plays um the Asian Warriors three in the Thor movies. Really? Yeah, oh. that's the guy that plays Raiden. Shit. And there are some parts where you can where he talks kind of kind of a little more raspy. I don't know if it's just how he's playing the character or if he's <laughs> trying to channel Christopher Lambert. But <laughs> hey, man, I say if you can, but if you can um, Christopher Lambert in there and you can channel him a little bit, I say you do it. Because why not? Oh, no. I'm raided. Ha ha ha. I love it. I fucking love it, bro. Oh my god. I just watched the nineties one before I watched the new <laughs> one too. And just just Hold to kinda up, see what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But anyways, um it, it is what it is. Uh, it just just it's exactly how I felt about Godzilla versus Kong. I mean it's not gonna win any Oscars. It doesn't have to. It's just big dumb action and I fucking loved it. If you paid money to see it in theaters, would you feel the same way? Um well, considering I paid money to see Sweet Home Alabama in the theaters, I don't think I have much I can say about that. That's sad. So, yeah. <laughs> That's very sad, bro. That is, I've paid to see some stinkers. I paid to see Lady in the Water. I paid to see Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> I had to take my ex-wife to see both Sex and the City movies, which is four hours I'll never get back again. And yeah, saw, So, no, I wouldn't be bad if I paid to see I fell fucking asleep, Mortal Kombat. I fell asleep through Rise of the Silver Surfer, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Oh, those are terrible movies. <clears throat> I don't even remember the third one. I know I saw it. I just couldn't tell you the plot to save my life. And the third Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, I don't remember it That's at all. That's when they go to Shanghai and they got to get a Chow Young Fat plays in it and they have to go upside down and go down to JV. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember yeah. that. <laughs> the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is a weird one to me. I liked the first one so much and then stopped liking it so quickly, but still saw oh, shit. them. By the way, <laughs> if that makes we are any sense. finally getting fucking justice for Johnny Depp because the police re- re- released their body cam footage from where they were called in and the house was not a mess. It wasn't messed up like Amber Heard said Johnny Heard went on a rampage. Oh, I didn't know any yeah. of this. So because all that stuff got released and Johnny Depp had it pushed out and Amber Heard's a fucking liar because when they were called to the house both times, the first two police police officers had a report that said the house was completely clean there was no sign of a disturbance nothing at all and the second officers had body cam and the house was in perfect condition amber heard's a this is still liar. gonna end badly and amber amber heard's not gonna get what she deserves because because people still don't take seriously when it's the guy that's the one getting beat up of course not so this is still not going to be taken as seriously as it no. should but just for johnny fuck amber yeah, heard and i sucks. say that to this day i'll say it forever yeah well, she's still going to show up in Aquaman 2, I'm uh, sure. So. Well, somebody has to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so th- those are my thoughts on Mortal Kombat. I absolutely watch it. Absolutely. I think you're going to like Sweet. it. You're going to have a good time. That fucking fatality is worth the price of admission yes. alone. Can't wait. I'm excited. So, and, and there's more than just the one, but that's the one where I went, oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> so uh, one final thing before we sign off for the week is... Uh, you know, just, you know, we're always trying to make our show a little bit more visible, trying to get more listeners. You know, again, we're, we're not in this to become rich and famous and make money or anything like that. But, you know, a little bit more people listening to the show never killed anyone. So I signed up for a website where we collaborate and uh, hooked up with two separate shows. And I listened to, you know, I only listen to one of the, each of their episodes and very, very interesting. I like their shows. They're very on par with what me and Josh talk about. Nope. So uh, I kind of want to give them a shout out. Um, the first show is called Two for One Special, and it's two brothers. And they're a little bit more focused than we are. We're kind of all over the place when it comes to the pop culture stuff. You know, we'll talk games. We'll talk fucking... Yeah, I'm sure if a really cool board game came out, we'll talk about ooh, it. You know? so, ooh, ooh. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. What? Nope, keep going. We're out of time. Keep going. 
Anyways, so um, these guys talk, uh, they're a little bit more focused on video games and anime, which is great. Uh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, well, I'm going to fucking listen to their episode because I fucking love anime. Um, I'm a proud Funimation subscriber. Fucking love it. So um, two for one special. We're going to have the links to both of these shows in our show notes. So uh, I implore you guys to check them out. Um, if you like our show, guarantee you you'll like these two shows. So two for one special video games and anime two brothers they're funny they're knowledgeable give them a listen and the second show i want to talk about i was completely shocked because when we when i signed up for this website it's like you know what kind of a show are you oh you know we're pop culture we're video games so they try to pair you with people that are more in line with you know what your interest and listeners are so I have to admit, when I first got paired with the second show, they're called Four Guys and an Adrian, which I fucking I love. love it. Love Four it. Guys and I an Adrian. Um, you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be another pop culture-ish show similar to ours. And, um, you know, whatever. Now, this one actually caught me off guard because this is a group of teenagers in the UK. Uh, they're all based in London, I believe. And they're funny, they're knowledgeable with what they talk about, but they're actually their show was more focused on relevant topics today and social stigmas and stereotypes and issues. And they try to wear, you know, raise awareness of stuff like, you know, environment, environment stuff, rape culture, technology. It's a much heavier show than I anticipated when I heard it. And, you know, I understand that's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody wants to jump on, you know, their entertainment medium of choice to listen to heavy stuff. But, Again, just like the other show, I, I I urge you guys to give this one a try. This is a, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. Let's just put it that way. And it's not always a great idea to stick your head in the sand. Yeah, check them out. Plus, they're overseas, man. It can learn a good viewpoint. There's other countries yep. in America. Listen to what they got to say, too. <clears throat> Ain't that the truth. So uh, I'm going to have links for both of these shows in our show check, notes. Check, check You'll get them out. wherever you get our show notes, whether check, it's on. Check, check them out. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. <clears throat> But no, for sure. Uh, check them out. Uh, I enjoyed my time listening to them. They're both on my subscriptions now, so for sure. Um, I think that's it for this week, huh? Don't threaten me. Yeah, that's it. Ah. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ToneZone81, Mr. Josh. You can follow me at BruceBain66, or you cannot. Fuck if I care. No one does anyway, so. I know. I, I say this every week, and I haven't had one new follower. Know, like, what the, what the fuck? I understand, like, not a lot of people out there are doing this, but you should subscribe and listen <laughs> and follow because, hey, man, some, <coughs> sometimes we post some cool stuff. Other times we don't. But, by the way, just side note real I quick. I don't even know why I'm pushing my Twitter. We, it's like I never post that anything is true. We it. are going to have an official Twitter for uh, Two Speak Geek coming out. It should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. You guys keep an ear out for that. Noise. All right, man. Well, this has been Can't fun. Can't believe I just zone. dropped that on air, but whatever. Love it. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> later, Gators. All right. See you next time.